When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Ryan Barney. You're watching Shout Out Loud Cast, and uh, we're playing lots of good music. I know these guys are great fans of rock and roll, and that's what we deliver. See you all soon. Please come and see us when we play in America. I want to. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. Pressing the button. Star Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. Gonna grab me an ice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck the platform. Six one seven five two five zero eight. You do? Hey, fucko. Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode two sixteen. This one is called Michael Debar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my head is still hurting from laughing so hard. We just finished the interview with him, and uh, my God, it just woo, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Can't wait for you guys to hear this. Yeah, we'll get into it uh, shortly. Yep. Uh, but uh, it's uh, I, I will try to make sure that we don't go off on too much of rants today. No, that never happens. Yeah. Um. So we're in the middle of the beginning of the Kiss Ultimate Madness tournament. Tournament. Yep. And <laughs> it's a lot of work, mostly done uh shouldered by my buddy over there Tom who handles all the polls, the putting all the brackets and getting all this stuff done. And he's uh shouldered most of it. And you guys, some of you guys are excellent. However, <laughs> Some of you guys, I... we give we give the people who aren't familiar with what a bracket is. Uh, most of the European overseas people, but my God, wow! <laughs> and wow. my and my favorite, nobody's doing it with ill intent. Nobody's no. trying to be a dick and stuff. No, it's just very overwhelming. So in general, like. Again, you know, people are trying to be nice, but they're asking, oh, why don't don't you do a Tom? Why don't you do a horror movie one? Yeah, like he's got nothing to do right now. Maybe I will. (laughs) Although I did did filter people over to a Twitter page that does a horror March Madness thing. So 
I mean, I'm glad you guys love it. And we loved it. We wouldn't do it if we didn't love doing it. But especially this year, I oh. said to Zeus, by far, we have shattered the number, the, the record for the number of brackets we've received. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is awesome, which is fucking awesome. Um, we've got a lot of good people involved. We've got a lot of the regulars. I love seeing some people that have on their fifth time doing a March Madness oh, it's with all, us. It, it, it been with us since year one. Yeah. So thank you guys for playing along. Thank you guys for being there. And let's make life easier for Tom, huh? Come no, on. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about me. If you'd fuck up, I'll just delete your bracket and discard <laughs> it. So don't worry about it. I've done that before. <laughs> so. Anyway, before we go forward, we go backwards, and we do it with the help of our friend Tony Barone, the tax man. Yes, Tony and ABCPA Inc. Hey, Loudcasters, ABCPA Inc. is an accounting firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all of your accounting and tax needs. For business, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and helping with starting your own business. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in Indiana or Arkansas, ABCPA Inc. can prepare and e-file on your behalf. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019, Due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website at www.abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or email Tony at Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com. Or call them 708-430-3232. That's 708-430-3232. Mention Shout It Out Loudcast and get 10% off your tax preparation fees. And I want to add a separate comment here as well. I am proud to say that I am taking advantage of Tony's business because Tony is filing my taxes for me this year. Uh, 2022 was, uh, a, a, a bit of a year for me and, uh, that's all I'll say. So it's a little overwhelming for me to go through everything. So Tony, uh, as a friend, as a loudcaster and as a CPA is handling my affairs for me. And so, so far the process with Tony has been beyond smooth. Everything has been great, uh, communication and everything. So please, you can listen to me. Trust me, kids go to abcpa.com and Tony, thank you. Uh, as a friend, as a loudcaster, as an advertiser, and as the tax man, go to him. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. and Tony Barone. That's right. So, Tom, we did a poll. Yeah, we've done, to- na- we've done 9,000 polls, but yep. uh, the poll that we did for episode related was we decided to say which of these is the best song that did not make the tournament of 64 songs. And the options were 2,000 Man, Shandy, Strange Ways, and The Oath. Zeus, care to venture who won that poll? I don't give a fuck because you guys put Shandy in there and you half of you guys are morons. But go ahead. Wow. Other than that. Okay, cool. Uh, Strange Ways, 31%. Ace Cult. 2,000 Man, 25%. Ace Cult. 
Shandy, 24%. Morons. Oath, 20%. That's beyond stupid. The oath that is, is the beyond stupid because the oath is the best song out of the four exactly. of us. Exactly. So exactly. The, the, the fact that that came in last is just beyond ridiculous. Our buddy Andy could be several upsets. I would pick multiple ones that are seated in the teens, maybe even a 16th seed. Yes, that's true. Bob Zelenka says, when it comes time to vote, I'm voting for two 16 seeds over two of the number one seeds. This should be fun. Parasite or Come On and Love Me, I'm stuck. I can't even flip a coin. That's Jim Riley. A lot of comments like that. The feedback has been overwhelming, incredible, amazing, and so much fun. And we're just getting started. By the time this episode drops, um, couple of the uh, couple of the brackets will already have been over, and uh, we just can't wait to continue. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be killer. And uh, w- the one thing we want to say too is that we were proud to show off everybody the amazing prize pack that you're gonna win. So obviously the event is sponsored by the great Tony Barone from abcpainc.com, but it's also sponsored by Jersey Ninja and their incredible hockey jerseys, including their Kiss ones that Zeus and I both own. And Gene Simmons money bag soda, where you guys are going to get a bundle of soda from them, a Gene Simmons money bag T-shirt, and some shout out loud cast merch. So this is going to be an amazing prize pack, and we think that this tournament is going to be pretty incredible. Uh, the early rounds are always the best. Uh, people are hoping for some upsets. We'll see what we get, uh, but it's going to be a blast. So we can't thank you guys enough for the participation and the involvement and interaction. It's going to be great. All right, Tom, over on our Facebook page, a couple of people are looking at the brackets and already upset about future matchups. Chris D says, I stole your love versus fits like a glove. Son of a bitch. Yep. Uh, Kyle Schneider says, we're supposed to choose between come on and love me and parasite. You guys are evil. Um, Adam Nickmeyer says, Tom, Jesus Christ. How come you don't have an interactive bracket? You want to read my response to him? Sorry, we're not ESPN. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ is right. (laughs) And I told him, thanks, we'll use this for our next rant. Yeah, we're going to go spend fucking, I don't know, how many thousands of dollars to make an interactive Twitter fucking uh, poll bracket for you guys? You lazy, yeah, you lazy fucks can print out the thing and, and do it. Or feel free to donate to our Patreon page, and then we'll buy it. I don't know how much it will cost us. A couple thousand dollars, Tom? Easy. But anyways, Adam, we love you anyways. We love you anyways, Adam Nickmeyer. <laughs> For now. For now. Um, Over on our Loud Casters page, Gary Cap. Uh-oh. Angry Gary. Time to reclaim my title. Ooh, I love like Gary was a previous winner. I like when people talk like that. But Gary, the challenge of this, and it's actually not really a challenge. Are you going to pick pick the bracket that's fun, or are you going to pick the bracket that you think is going to get you to win the tournament? Because this is a Kistar tournament. Okay, Mr. Speed ain't going to the Final Four. It's never going to happen. Sorry. Yeah, I, I've had that. That's the, one of the next comments I was going to read. Paul Yakubur says, note to self. When filling out this bracket, think like a kiss tard. That's right. Best chances of winning. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Over on our YouTube page, uh, Marty White says, I think I got the wrong brackets. 
Minor comparisons of Kiss songs and songs they rip off. <laughs> Let's put the X in sex, addicted to love. Reason to live, I want to know what love is. Read my body, pour some sugar on me. I just want her, summertime blues. These can't be the right ones, right? Nice. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Patrick writes, the ultimate in Kiss nerdology. I love it. <laughs> Your podcast will outlast the last days of Kiss by far with creative episodes like these. Much better than regurgitating the known and endless fact-checking in a soulless effort like many others out there. Wish I had the time to play using the last two or three years' results and metrics could easily give an edge to picking the right horse. Oh, I like it. He's going to do like money ball for the KISP tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Over to you, Tom. Uh, Let's get to a couple emails here. So we got this comes from our good friend, Mr. Antonio 2005 from our website. Yes, you can comment directly on our website at shoutoutloudcast.com. He says, Sam Sam Ace Rothstein just called and he's given a five to one odds that a Peter song makes it into the final four this year. He's also given 50 to one odds that Ace's girlfriend joins his band as a backup singer in 23. She's my new bride. (laughs) And then we got one from our good buddy, Costa Vucinas. Love, love, love the Kiss Madness tournaments. Guaranteed laughs watching these one-on-one battles develop on Twitter. This year's tournament is special for me as it means spring is finally here. And I can soon go back to listen to you guys on the weekend and early week. Life does imitate Seinfeld, and what started as helping out a colleague whose car died during the holidays by offering a lift to and from work downtown became three and a half months of this is how it would feel like to be in traffic twice a day with your parents in the car, yakking nonstop, yes, non-fucking-stop about what every driver on the road is doing wrong, including me. She's a nice lady who should have retired a decade ago, but since she lives two minutes from my house, works at the same place I do, and her dealership promised they would have her new car for her in the new year. I said okay to giving her a lift. And Zeus, before your mind goes there, she's not exactly what you would call Linda Carter. More like a hungover mod or the teacher in the girls' school video from Britney Fox. <laughs> this carpooling destroyed my routine of listening to you guys while in the car, even though at first, yeah, Costa, don't listen to this fucking episode. She would actually laugh along with your comments. Until the day I went to gas up and I didn't pause the show. When I got back in the car, she asked if we could listen to the morning news instead of those filthy characters (laughs) on this channel. I think it was one of the episodes where you guys were talking about Rita Hayworth, Ava Gardner, or Joan Crawford getting banged by anyone, (laughs) plus Peter Northstar's throwing ropes. So now I've been listening to CJAD 800 AM radio news, weather, and sports all this time. But yesterday, she let me know that her car was being delivered on March 31st. So I am ecstatic that I won't have to wait until my Thursdays and Fridays off to catch up on your episodes. The show keeps getting better and better, and you guys continue to find ways to deliver so much material that is varied, but consistently funny, interesting, and relevant. There is nothing a kissed hard craves more than to hear news about the band or music they have never heard before. And this is what SIOL does every week. Kudos, gents. Yeah, Costa. Incredible story. Incredible email, my friend. And for that, you are comment of 
the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. We're going to be watching you. Ah, God bless you, Costa. That was awesome. Love it. That was great. Now, one more thing I do want to mention about the brackets. We were thrilled to get some heavy hitters participating again this year. We had our buddies Chris Jericho, Charlie Benante, PJ Farley, Bruce Kulik, the girls from Plush, and a real interesting surprise, Zeus, Linda Cohn from ESPN. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah, the great Jeremy Asbrock. Uh, Phil had sent me some messages too. Yep. He was going to get it in, and then the usual suspects that you know come along. Ugh, we got to look at Sonny's. We got to look at fucking Courtney Cronin, Smith, Dold, Rodham Clinton, Casada. I don't even know if he sent one in that Hall of Famer. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Stop. No, he's, he's not. He's never getting in. Never. And the more you guys Show. push for it, it's never happening. Yeah. Joey Casada. <laughs> anyway, what we'd like to do next is give a tip of the hat and a shout out to our family over at Patreon. Uh, Patreon is one of the reasons why this podcast is still continuing to grow and uh, continuing to find the success we've had. And we couldn't have done it without Patreon. Patreon is where people can join and contribute to the show in different tiers. And then we, in turn, give back some stuff in different tiers. And it's a fun community. Uh, the The conversations in there are hilarious. Uh, we do our own little things. We got our own little gigs going on in Patreon, and uh, it, it it's never been bigger, and it's never been better. And they do a lot to help the show. As we always say, if you always wonder, hey, man, I love the show. How can I help? Well, you really want to help the show? Become a Patreon member. I mean, we have t- different tiers on purpose so that, you know, something can fit your budget. But being a Patreon member really helps the show. And it's a big, big uh, reason why this show keeps growing. And uh, we get awesome guests like the one we got. And we keep coming up with new ideas and stuff that will be coming down uh, the pike. And you'll see because they'll be coming here soon. So thank you very much. We love our Patreon family. God bless. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, go to patreon.com. Go to Patreon the app. But more importantly, go to the website right on the landing page. It says Patreon. Click that and read all about us. You guys are the best. We say it every week. So eternally grateful for every contribution that you guys make. Uh, We love the Patreon family. Uh, You guys are so special to us. And again, this show exists and continues to grow and do great things all because of you. We do it for you and we do it because of you. So thank you so much. Tom, what we do is we go over to Kiss World to find out what's going on over there. It's kind of quiet, right? It is kind of quiet, yeah. Uh, Zeus and I, before we record, we're talking a little bit about some stuff about the cruise because this people are starting to get a little worried. I mean, it's it's the end of March. Uh, the website shows something about news will come out in the spring of twenty three, but I, I don't know, man. Anything on your end? Are you seeing anything? So what I did is I on my own called them yesterday. Oh, perfect. There you go. And I spoke to the rep 
and they don't have any news. Now, that's, that's not what, good. What I asked them was, does that mean that they can't go in January? Are you guys booked? She said, no, there are two spots still available in January. But For the Kiss I, Cruise we, to be scheduled. Yes, okay. it's possible. But okay. we don't have any news yet. It could happen soon. It might not happen till later. But, uh, you know, she hasn't heard one thing that it's canceled. She hasn't heard that it's definitely going. But all she said was that they're still opening. So people that you see are saying, oh, they're, they're booked for January. So it's definitely like, no, that's not true. I heard it directly from the Kiss Cruise people. There's still openings for January if Kiss Cruise is happening on that month. Interesting. Yeah, it's just weird that that. I don't know. I, I, I'm getting. Put it this way. I, I mean, not to be you know, melodramatic here. I, I'm getting a little bit worried that uh, that there might be second thoughts or there might be something going on because when we were on the Kiss Cruise last year, there was tons of specific information about the cruise. Even as so much to say that it would be January of 24. I mean, it still can be, but usually this stuff is booked and planned like a almost a year out. Usually, you can put like a down payment on the next cruise while you're on the existing cruise. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, other than that, kind of quiet, really nothing going on. No, Tom, I would just probably add that, you know, the spinning gold commercials are coming out. It's being released. I think on 31st or the 30th. I'm not even sure that looks like I can't get past the fucking makeup. I just can't, I can't get past it. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Well, um, that's coming out too. And, uh, other than that, it's really, you know, prepping for the new concert dates coming out i mean they're all over the place i every time i scroll on social media there's a fucking kiss thing where i'll get emails about the kiss concerts coming up so Mm. you know that's really it so let's uh let's take a break and let's see if uh i can get the maitre d to come smell what's going on in my car Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. 
Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we're back. Um, Yeah, the car still stinks. And while I was gone, I tried to return uh, Rochelle Rochelle to the video store and yeah, they don't even have VHS there anymore, so we're kind of in trouble with that one. We'll see if Michael can help us. Yes. Speaking of Michael, he's been in the KISS world, the Zeppelin world, in my life for years. And in addition to that, he's all over TV. So as you'll see in the interview, he's always been kind of like, I know that guy. Well, why is that guy famous? I've seen that guy. I know. like, And um, he has this awesome documentary on Amazon Prime uh Michael DeBar who do you want me to be go check it out it's about an hour you'll fucking love it it's incredible this guy knows everybody and everybody knows him he has no fucks left to give and again you know we're going into this i'm not sure how he's going to be because he's a fucking badass you know, maybe he doesn't have the, the patience or, 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 or he's quick or he's, uh, you know, glib or whatever. I don't know what we're going to get because he's got such a strong personality, man. I don't want to get too much into it, but so glad we got this interview. Just so glad. It was incredible. Like I said, my head is still hurting from laughing when he is not being hilarious. He is being so thoughtful. And introspective and appreciative of his life, of his career, of his connections, of his involvements. But then he's just fucking hilarious. It, it was what a special interview. We could have easily spent two hours with this guy by far. And he was so gracious with the time that he gave us. Um, and we think you guys are just going to have a lot of fun with it. So here you go. All right. So we're welcoming an extremely special guest that we're so excited to have. A man whose resume is so long and vast that it could probably be its own episode. He is a rock star. He is a musician. He is an actor. He is a marquee. (laughs) He has been in the band Silverhead, Detective. He's worked with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and Kiss and Gene Simmons. He's been on Seinfeld. (laughs) We are beyond excited to welcome Michael DeBar to Shout It Out Loudcast. Welcome, Michael. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Who is this Michael DeBar fellow? <laughs> Who do you want him to be? Do you, you want to marry him? Or, or which is tough because I'm married and I've had <laughs> yeah, we ones. just met your wife, so I don't think that'll She's work. She's the greatest. My third wife. Uh, you know, uh, good things come in threes. You know, <laughs> that's threes right. That's... All sorts of things. But I'm happy to be with you, Kiss fanatics. You know, I love them. I, you know, listen, I love, 
They opened for Silverhead. You know yeah. that, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 74. So, so me yeah. and Johnny Thunders are in New York and, you know, Silverhead, uh, 71 and 72, I don't remember at all. I, I remember, every, <laughs> you know, little things, little things like what I wore and stuff like important things. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm in the wings with Johnny Thunders watching Kiss. And we'd done Angel Dust. <laughs> and Peter Chris started to go higher and higher and higher and higher. And, oh, my God, Johnny faints. Wow. Okay. Johnny Thunders faints. <laughs> because of this, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and we're so stunned. We've been up for, like, two months, you know, or whatever it was. And, so, and, and, that, and that was my first you know, vibe of the, of Kiss. And I was mesmerized by anybody who had the balls to go out there. I mean, you know, it was very difficult for us too with the eyeliner and mascara. Yeah. And, you know, but, but our makeup had been on there for six weeks. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like we had somebody do it that morning and we go and do the gig, you know, like with our makeup person. You yeah. know, our makeup person was whatever girl in whatever city had some makeup. You know, that's that it was the vibe. So, I was struck by heroic they were on every level, on really? a rock and roll level, on a music level, on a ballsy level. And the songs were just rock and roll songs, Eddie Cochran, you know, yeah. but very loud, you know, and, and I love all of that box. You know? And then, of course, the whole thing switches and I do, I open for them in Madison Square Garden, which I think is a beautiful sort of vibe. You know, you got one thing with the clubs and they were opening for, you know, Glam rock rats, like we were about as glamorous <laughs> as rats in the basement, you know. And then to open for these boys with the, this extraordinary show they had, it was just really great, man. You know, it's a very, very cool way to meet them and be with them. Yeah. Now, so to jump in, we always ask every guest that we have some questions, uh, you know, specific to uh, the band. Yeah. Now, Favorite? Do you have a favorite member, or are you closer with one member over the others? Yes, I, I always thought that I was sort of a Gene guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's two things going on here. Gene Simmons, you know, I have interviewed on on, on the various shows that I've had online, yeah. and uh, Paul, I respect deeply. I would see him every every now and then. We I would go and have breakfast up on Benedict Canyon, and Paul would be there having like you know one egg. <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? God bless him. And it, I think it was scrambled. I'm not sure. We can always call him. But um, but Gene was the one that I adored, you know, because he was so incredibly unique. Mm. He was not a stone schmuck. He right. wasn't you know, desperate for coke and all of that bullets, which, you know, the other two, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Of the of of Ace and Peter, absolutely, you know, and uh, and that couldn't have lasted because for obvious reasons. But I would say, you know, Gene Simmons, I've always respected him for so many many things. What what he's done and how he's always told the truth about his mother, about oh, his yeah. great about story. what he believes in, what his philosophy is, what an entrepreneur he is. He's not just a demon. Yeah, he's no, a that's true. That's, that's, character. That's, you know, he has a personal character. I have never seen him be somebody else other than who he is. He doesn't think about who he is. He is who he is. And a lot of people go around with that mantle of success and that gleaming rock stardom and it's a, and, and new teeth. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know you can I mean? back it up. Yeah. And, and maybe an extra 12 pounds when they're on the road. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Oh, of course. So yeah. They go from a 28-inch waist to a 35-inch waist and then have to get rid of it. <laughs> That's called rock and roll. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, magnificent. I've interviewed him. He's, he believes he has a faith in himself. And I love that. I do, oh, too. Abs- I do Absolutely. Believe. It's not ego. Everybody thinks he's egoistic. That's not true. It's confidence. Confidence. It's fucking yep. difference. You know, you either believe in what you do or you don't. If you don't believe it, who the fuck is going to believe you? True. Funny. I think you guys have that in common, though, Michael, because I watched your documentary on Amazon. It is fucking awesome. And anybody hasn't seen it needs to go see it. It is uh, a great documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. Right. Amazon, and it's directed by J. Elvis Weinstein, who is a brilliant, yes, 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 brilliant director. It's first time that he, uh, you know, done this. And he came to me. I did a TV show with him, you know, uh, several times, and he was a writer on the shows. And he said, "Hey, MDB, let's do a book." So we started to do a book, and then he started to get into me. And then he thought, "No, no, no. I think people should see it rather than read it." You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, which was so cute, you know. And uh, and he did, and he did him, and you know, it was the top ten rock doc of that year because of the pandemic. Everybody fantastic! Uh, it's fantastic. It's it's you know what I I found out. I mean, you're just it's very true. You're somebody that has always kind of been around. I always heard the name, whether it's in music, whether it's on film or TV. You're famous, and it's always like, but and I didn't know your backstory in watching it. I said to Tom, I was like, you know what's awesome about it? It's like, he doesn't give a shit. He's him. No. Yep. no. He's him. He's genuine. And the background of you actually being a marquee. And I love how they told the story, how your ancestor helped like the first French king in the, <laughs> ever in the Battle of England. It's incredible. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Inc- yes. yes. And I can ride a horse. <laughs> I'm a fantastic horse riding person. This difficult childhood. So goddamn romantic to be on a horse. I mean, what woman, girl, what woman of the age wouldn't like to see any man on a horse? <laughs> it's true. I don't know. Guys that ride horses get laid, which oh. is the title of my new album. Mom, let's get a horse. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great name for, a, for an album there, Michael. We're going all the way. We're galloping along here. But that's fascinating shit because I'm reading, I'm watching the video and they're talking about your background of like, you're coming from this poor background, but because of that title, you're entitled to go to like the best of schools and you're getting this education, but you're still poor. And and, and you're learning to adapt. No, my dad was in, in, in jail, you know, for embezzlement. And uh, he was there for years. I mean, mum was in the loony bin, you know, because of schizophrenia and all of that. So yeah. um, I, I can say it quite sort of unabashedly. And I, I, I don't want to be emotional about it because a lot yeah. of people go through what I went through. Yeah, I can imagine. Anyone, you know, who's been, right. parents have been, shall we say, not present. But, I, but it was a present. Mm. It was a present for me because yeah. I learned how to just deal with myself. And what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it, I was left alone from 8 to 16 with these lunatic British aristocrats <laughs> who were all gay. God bless them. I love gay people. I love all people. It doesn't oh, mean it. Man. What I do mean is I was abused by these people oh, in this. And I had to keep my head. I had to keep my soul on fire with 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 work and education books. Everybody went away in the, on the vacations and I'm left in the library. 
Mm. You can imagine what the library of a public school in England was. Everything mm. from Socrates to yeah. you know to Serge Gainsbourg. You know, I mean, it was every. And I learned, and I read, and I understood the aristocracy, and I learned how to maneuver my life uh, that would be advantageous. And I then I heard Muddy Waters, <laughs> you know, and and that was that. Once I sussed the blues out, then I thought, well, that's. I, you know, that was great, but I was cute. So I was putting, you know, I got TV shows real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like 12, even younger than that, you know, doing commercials and stuff. And, and then at 16, I did to say with love. Yeah. And you said, you, and you said, and then the, the, uh, yeah, again, the documentary is just incredibly fascinating, but you said that once you saw your face, like whether it was on an advertisement or a billboard or on the screen for a movie, that's what you wanted to do. You like, and you kind of, and you even make the motion during the documentary of the screen with your hands and saying, that's, that's, that's where I want to be. I'm in your screen. And that was, and that, and God love you. You've carried that on until today. Well, the, the, the frame of life, if you, if you know, (laughs) it's right here. I'm in a frame with you. That's right. I've been in a frame all my life. Yep. You know, some have been eight by 10, some have been 20 feet by 10 feet, you know. But as long as now, what is the underlying emotion of that? It's to be loved. Right. I I was not loved. I didn't feel the love, you know, from the mom and dad. They were too, you know, involved in their own difficulties. So I'm sure all actors, actresses, musicians on that level, are looking for some way of being held on a kind of a, a family level. And I've often looked out at that crowd, and of course sex is on their mind, of course the rhythm of rock and roll, and that yep. is, is a sensual thing. I've always said rock and roll's heart beat, beats below your waist, you know. But there's, That's right. But there's another vibe going on as well, and that is the ownership of, you know, knowing that these people are digging it. So I'm heartbroken when they don't. Yeah. You know? yeah. And all of those. But I've come to terms with all that bullshit. Right now, I just love to bring music to people with Little Stephen, you know. Um, Great. I do that three hours a day and have done for nine years. And it's really centered me and taken away that egoic need for um, patronage and, and mother and father and so on. Yeah. And it's really no surprise when you hear your story and we get back to Gene's story. Yeah. How, how, how the two of you have that kinship, how you, you, yes. you, you, you really are, are fascinated with Gene as a, as a human, not just as a rock star, because yeah. I think your stories aren't that different. Am I right? No, he brought himself up, but he had this wonderful mother. Yeah, yes, you that's true. Tell, that's true. You know, but you can tell from him, from him that he knows what he wants. Yeah, I knew what I wanted, you know, and and, and to a degree, I have I'm satisfied with what I what I got. You know, I mean, it's an amazing thing. You know, what's what's really important to me is Gene now lives in seven castles, you know, throughout the world, and. You know, <laughs> And has more shoes than Polina um, Portsikova. Okay. okay. Um, but then again, so do I. Uh, <laughs> There's so many things in common, high heels being one of them. But anyway, so he's got all of this shit, you know, it's wonderful. And he and he owns it. He believes, he, yes, I, I, I'm good. This, that's good. I deserve it. 
Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, I have not played Madison Square Garden seven nights in a row. You know, I might have done a Whiskey A Go-Go seven nights in a row that I suggest is a lot more fun than doing yeah. Madison Square Garden for seven nights. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything I've done, you know, I haven't gone triple platinum, quadruple platinum, but I have here. Mm, I have exactly. a platinum heart. Okay, yes. Which is wonderfully said. Yeah. For something, a platinum heart and golden kidneys. <laughs> you need those. You, you need those. Testicles, which is the name <laughs> of my new band. We're very excited. Anyway, but yes, Gene and I have a lot in common. And I, you know, I love the guy. He's amazing. He's a yeah. He's a superhero without the demonic vibe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's the true. thing I was going to say is both you guys have no fucks given. You don't give a fuck. You're confident in what you want. You know it. So all the peripheral shit is okay, but you know what you want and what matters to you. And you just let it hang it out and you're yourselves. And I, and I really get that vibe, but I want to get back to one quick thing about some kiss stuff. Yeah. What a favorite kiss song. You know, it's an interesting vibe and a great question and an obvious question. They've only written one song. They've only recorded one song. <laughs> okay. Mongoloid so, man? Like that song. <laughs> okay. Make sense? Make sense? Yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. I get, yes. I, I get it. I get you. I mean, okay. it's a kiss song. Oh, okay. And nobody else could do, you know. Ah, obviously is the biggest and the most yes. interesting. And Rock the most and roll. Simple. Yeah. See, the thing is, is the great artists have simplified. Even Dylan, who, with his intellectualism a go-go you know he's he's simplified the the complex blowing in the wind yeah you don't understand what he's what he's talking about or you don't it's the same with kiss you either either get off of uh yeah i want to rock and roll on night party every day you even under you know, that is a mantra for yep. teenagers Your teen, anthem. teenagers are now 60 but but the, the point is that that mantra is something they can live with when they're, you know, mending somebody's shoes. Mm. So you've got that in you. Kiss has brought out something that can never be taken away from either the band or the fans. Interesting. And that's a really, really important thing to understand. What's your favorite song? It would mm. be that because yeah. that song is all of the songs. Yeah, that's no, true. It makes sense what you're saying. It's a great point. If you don't stand for something, you fall fucking over. Mm. Excellent. I love that. Now, do you, do you, um, would you say his 78 solo album is your favorite album since you were on that <laughs> one? Uh, it was really fun. I, look, he's got a tremendous sense of rock and roll. He's a great singer. He really knows harmony, which is what. I, so, what happened was there were a bunch of people singing. I can't remember. It was like, yeah, the lady from uh, Peg Bundy was singing with you. On See You in Your Dreams. That's Katie, the song C- Katie Seagal. Right. There, was, there was Helen right. Reddy. There was Cher. Katie. Yeah. Katie is, a, you know, and Cher, I love them both very much. You know, I've known yeah. them for two years. But the, what, what happened to me was I don't sing fucking harmonies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I scream and yell, as you know. And I, I, and I, and Gene goes, wait a minute, look, you guys do the chorus thing and then he'll go in and make some noises. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you in the beginning, right? But that's well, your well, scream in the well, beginning gonna... of the song. That's you. That is indeed. I'm yeah. a good screamer. Ask anybody. Yeah. So, so the listeners, so the listeners need to know at the beginning of "See You in Your Dreams" at that about that five second mark, you hear that high pitched scream. That's Michael right here. That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I was doing it, and it was fantastic. And I was sober at the time too. You know, I go really? seventy-two. Yeah. What seventy-eight. Was that? that was seventy-eight. Yeah, I was well sober by then, and still yeah. am. Um, but that's a that's a great. I mean, that's a great other part of your life. Well, it is, is it? but it's also my attachment to Gene, who I've never seen. I don't think he even drinks. No, he doesn't no. do anything. He's legendary so, for that. So we have that too. And and yet at the time, you know, when we first met, I was using like crazy, you know. Which is why it's funny that you gravitate to Gene and Paul, the two guys that are straight in the band. Yeah, and the two fucking party animals that yeah. I thought would be right up your alley, Peter no. and Ace. You didn't. You weren't. I mean, I've seen photos of you guys hanging out, but you weren't really close to those two, were you? Well, dig it. Junkies are boring. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. No, you're, you're again, right. Again, a great title because you, <laughs> you know, I mean, you either got sus. They say in England, you either in the moment existentialism in the moment, like we are doing right now. This yeah. is in the moment where nothing is rehearsed, no questions you've sent me. People send me questions, I rip them up. Yep. Wipe my ass with them and throw them and sell them on, you know, fucking Instagram. But anyway, yeah. So no, I didn't fall. You know, I'm not going to go. You know, go and go. <laughs> call, 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 Vince. Get, get more. You know, get. Out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've said you, you, you've been you've said you've said that like uh, uh, listening to a junkie story or, or talking about how much coke Ace is going to snort. That's boring. That's not ex- that's not exciting. Even if you're a party animal, you yourself. You're still a hard worker. You're a musician. You're dedicated to the craft. Well, I was started in theater, you know. So exactly. you know, you know exactly. I started in the theater, which meant I had to learn Hamlet. You know, I couldn't go out there and go, Ooh, yeah. Right. You know, Hamlet is a little different. Right. You know, to be or not to be, that is the question, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer. Oh, here we go. You know, so that is Shakespeare. So I would work hard. I knew every lyric of every song that Mick and Keith and John Paul and Keith Ralph ever wrote. You know, yeah. Yeah. I understand the uh, the the equation of brilliant drama and rock and roll. There's really no difference. It's just people who do what they do well. Yes. And that's all I wanted to see. People who do it well, you know, like this new kid, Eddie, uh, what's his name? Briggles, Briggles, Eddie, what is it? A young kid in L.A., absolutely going to be on fire. Sort of glam vibe, you know, which yeah. is yeah. what I love. But again, glam, my ass, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, glam's, glam's, a li- glam's a little different now than than back when in the 60s when and I 70s. First did, you know, Silver we opened for a band called The Sweet. They were oh, yeah. The yeah, Sweet. Yeah. They were called like the Flying Eagles, and they all had beards and flared jeans and Six months later, Mike Chapman's a dear friend of mine, turned them into the suite. Now they have blue eyeshadow and hits. Of course. So yeah. That, that was a formula. You know, we went a formula, silver. <laughs> you know, as I said, we didn't sleep for two years. Wow. Tell us a little bit about what happened with with Detective, because in your documentary, yeah. you, you talk about how you got hooked up with Swan Song, the legendary Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, yeah, 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 and yeah. and you were opening for Kiss, and everything yeah. looked like you were just set to you were set to soar. Detective was going to be the next thing. Yes, and yes, you, yeah. You, go ahead. Well, I am the next thing, you know. <laughs> even if that thing isn't like on the cover of People every week, yeah. well, I'd rather be on the cover of Star Magazine. Okay. That's my, that's my one achievement. I want to be on one of those dreadful. At Ralph's, you know, those, <laughs> those things that you'd see Prince Harry blowing, you know, 
Cary Grant. <laughs> and he said, wow, yeah, I want it, yeah. That's what, yes. Okay. Well, not Cary Grant, you know. Maybe. I don't um, think he was alive when Prince Harry. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a time traveler. There's no yeah, he's a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, but you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's well, Jimmy, you see, Silverhead were playing in Birmingham. There's 15 people there. Did you hear? Do you know this story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go tell our listeners. Though, I yeah. remember your story. I'll tell you real quick, though, Michael. You know, and four of them were Led Zeppelin because Bonzo's farm. Yeah. Was a few miles away from the club, yep. so we go over to the club uh, to the Bonzo, and we stay there two three days. And you know they were rehearsing, and you know we formed a relationship there. And 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 Jimmy, I had a great interest, you know, in the Crowley vibe, but it, that didn't last long because I realized that he was a schmuck, you know. It, it's uh, but certainly that whole notion of magic. Mm-hmm. Which is what Jimmy Page is magic. Yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the greatest sure. guitar player ever, in my view, mm-hmm. apart from Hendrix, but that heavy metal vibe, you know. Exactly. And, uh, I loved him and adore him. And to this day, I love him. And his, Scarlett, you know, his girl is be- a brilliant poet. I, they're both really artists, you know. Yeah. He's a real artist and he knew what he wanted and he got it, you know. And uh, so I was very lucky after Soviet split up. I'm in LA with Miss Pamela. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm still strung out. And uh, Jimmy comes along and, and somebody says, you know, look, let's go with Michael Monarch. He was a guitar player in Steppenwolf. And we do the thing and detective. And mm-hmm. and it was good. You know, it was good records. Uh, what, what really happened was we were going to do this record with Jimmy was going to produce. And he, you know, Robert's son died and Jimmy disappeared yeah. for a while. And during yeah. that disappearance, I disappeared into cocaine and so when they, it came time to make those records, even though I, I think they're great records, I wasn't enjoying it particularly. Mm-hmm. I was so self-obsessed. Gee, what a shock. You know, but <laughs> it, was a, it was a detriment. But getting to know – see, the thing is, in my life, I've met so many people that is that are really talented that at that – that outweighs how big the audiences were, how many records I sold. I promise yeah. you this. Yeah. You know, the most important thing in my life is I've made good friends with great people. Nice. And it's kept me, it's kept me creative to see what they do. I mean, Jimmy Page works harder than anybody, even now, with books and photographs and redoing yes. mastering yeah. and mixing. Yeah. So he's, he's always perfecting it with new technology. And, uh, and I feel the same way, you know, every day. One has a quest and somewhere that you want to be, you know, and I want to know people like that. And Paige was one of those people and, you know, and, and kid, Gene and Paul, I mean, they adore Zeppelin. Who oh, boy, do they ever. Of course. Yeah. Oh, they love the thing about Paul that I love just getting over from Gene, the yeah. thing I love about Paul is his favorite singers are my, uh, my favorite singers. And yep. they are Stevie Marriott, mm-hmm. Terry fucking Reed. Yeah. Robert, you know, yeah. And those cats, you know, yeah. and, and R&B. You know, the yeah. guy's a blues guy, um, and I liked his bluesy record. You know, I think he should have stripped it down and done it a little more sort of, you know, not so controlled. But maybe he will next time. But he, The production a, on it's fantastic, that album. The production though. is too fantastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too perfect. Too yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's too perfect. Okay. I, he's got a great voice, and I think that he had all that, that band and that, you know, that wonderful production, I think, is great, but it, it's not as great as – Literally, the simplicity of blues, rhythm, and blues, you know. Yeah. Because if well, you really think about it, they did two takes. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was enough because, you know, all of the great R&B singers that he loved, Sam Cooke, you know, they did it real fast without, all, all, you know, really constructed saxophones. And, I think right. he picked up on that from Rod Stewart. He loves himself some Rod Stewart. And Rod Stewart well, loves the yeah, Sam Cooke well, vibe yeah. and all that. And But Rod's produced himself, you know. He, right. he knew that music. And th- people don't really understand that Sir Roderick Stewart was as good as a producer as he was a singer, which mm. might cause I, I didn't realize that. Wow. A lot of people. He knew what he wanted, even though he used, you know, great producers. I do believe in the early days, the faces and all of that, he had a very major part in how it would sound. And and how it sounded was when you listen to the faces, you hear that piano. There's yes, you know, oh, yeah. the drums. Girls yeah. or fucking conga players or shit like that. It's just raw, that bluesy thing with Ronnie Wood's perfection. Kenny mm. Jones, you know. Yep. That, that's what Paul Stanley loves and should have maybe gone towards rather than doing a very slick R&B album. And I say that with love and appreciation. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So one of the things that we were talking about online, we saw on Twitter, was it's about a week or so ago, it was the anniversary of the release of Destroyer. And there was an article online about, you know, 10 or 20 facts that you might not know about Destroyer. And they talked about a song called Ain't None of Your Business, which recently has come to the forefront for KISS fans because it's it was made available on the Destroyer box set for the 45th anniversary. Prior to that, KISS fans really, it was kind of underground. It really wasn't well known. But in that article, it said that Bob Ezrin didn't think that the song was, quote, sophisticated <laughs> enough to make Destroyer. Now, I bring this up because you were involved with that and Detective even recorded it. <laughs> our listeners can't see but michael is giving the finger right now not to me or zeus but i think to that story now i will how tell dare I will, you say how Bob dare Ezrin. this man say that 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 is kiss known for its sophistication <laughs> I, I could i couldn't agree <laughs> with you talking about god of fucking thunder is this t.s Eliot? <laughs> Ain't none of your business is a rock and roll song. Kiss is a yes. rock and roll band. Fuck off. If I ever see you, I will not buy you lunch. <laughs> but that being said, Michael, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. And, and Zeus can attest to this because I've said this long before we met you. I think Peter singing that song, I think right. it kicks ass. He's a great I, singer. He, it's but, and it's I, a Rod Stewart song. Get out of here. I mean, I, I, I read this thing. Yeah. Sophisticated. I couldn't believe Anywhere, it. You guys who are kissing that. Have yeah. you ever heard any KISS fan say that KISS, <laughs> listen, man, Destroyer, so sophisticated. Yeah, it's That's true. That's the most sophisticated album ever made. This is better than Burt Bacharach. This is sophistication. <laughs> I, I mean, Michael, I couldn't I mean, agree with what, you more. What world are you living in? What kind of ego that this producer has, who, by the way, is a spectacular producer. Oh, sure. I'm not saying anything about his talents. But to come at me, wrong. Not a good idea. Not a good thing. Now, did you? Now, now did I will beat him to death with my intellectualism and my understanding of music. You know, my understanding of music is way above his head. There you go, Michael. I love it. Love it. Now, did you? Now, did you write that song with Kiss in mind, or was it a like? Tell us about how 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 did how you brought it in. I mean, yeah. it's just a great song. I really don't want to get into the, you know, who wrote it and all okay, that. Okay, that's fine. You don't the have to. The most important yeah. thing to re- understand is it's re- it was a great blues song. Ain't none of your business. Da, da, never you mind. That attitude. Mind? Is yeah. that sophisticated? 
Never you mind. Is that what is that? That's great. Sexy is what that is. I, I couldn't agree. That attitude. So it's, uh, but it's all, all, all is well in rock and roll. God bless him. He's a great producer. He's done some great work in this particular thing. Get out of here. <laughs> and that's where we, I'm like, oh, we got to get Michael on to talk about this. But there's a third song. So we've done See You in Your Dreams. We just talked about Ain't None of Your Business. There's a third song you worked with Kiss on, and that's Gene. And I mean, the title has kind of become a punchline for our podcast, and that's Mongoloid Man. <laughs> you want to tell us about that and how the fuck that came about? It's you, Gene, and Joe Perry from Joe Arrowsmith. Perry. These yeah. three musical awesome geniuses came up with Mongoloid Man. You want to help us out? Yeah, I think, you know, Gene has a real comedic sense. <laughs> and I think that a lot of, you know, and, and really he's a... He's a hilarious guy. I mean, he's yeah. a really funny guy. I, you know, I'm constantly laughing in his presence, you know. And I do believe that Mongoloid Man is as dumb and <laughs> as sophisticated as... Exactly. as exactly. Yeah, come on, Mongoloid Man. Yes, Shakespeare, Hamlet, Taming the Shrew, and Mongoloid Man. These are all great artworks. Give me a break. I mean, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a co- Look, Gene loves comics. You know, he's 70 something years old and he still reads his comics. You know, because oh, yes. he, oh, yes. you know why? Because it's comforting for him. You know, yeah. it was from a different time for him. Yeah. And he has such a belief system that, of course, he's going to want to go in a, a little, you know, little direction and do something fun. Mongoloid man. You know? I think you were doing a little bit of the call and answer with him. He was singing some of that. Yeah, yeah, call- yeah. yeah. Right? I, which I love to do with good singers. He's a great yeah. singer. You know, he's got a. See, the thing about the singing thing is, do you believe the vocalist? Right. Is he singing right. the truth? I mean, you know, <laughs> Mongoloid man. You know? you ever, did you turn to him and say, dude, what are you doing here? What the, no, you could have come I, up with I a different title. It. I thought it was great. I thought, you know, because, you know, they're not Metallica, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's you know, true. Death and, 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 and hammers and axes yeah. and Judas Priest, Judas this. Uh, you know, Pontius Pilate as my new band, P A I L O T. Yeah, good one. I'll, I'll be in a big plane and I'll fly. You know, I mean, all that metal stuff and all that death metal is so sad. It's like a thirteen-year-old playing, mm. you know, in in the basement. Yeah, I, I, I'm working off masturbating to a book based on Vikings. <laughs> I, I agree with your your theory about that kind of music. I get shit up for it. I just think there's so much more to be more fun. It's too it's too out there. Rock and roll is sex, not killing people. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's well said. I like that. That's well said. Now yeah. when you when, now when you were involved with Gene's album or, or or the solo albums in general, what did, I mean, you're a Kiss fan at the time. Were you like, Gene, what, what is going on with this album? Like, is this, is, is this isn't a Kiss album. What are you doing here? Or, or, or was it like, hey, he's expressing himself. He's an artist. He has friends in the business. This is what he wants to put together. Well, it comes a point in your life where you can do anything you want. And, and he right. celebrate. you know, it's like he bought two Rolls Royces, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, if you if you are in the position to do anything you want, what would you do? You do right. it. You do whatever you want. Great point. In his case, just like anybody else, he did that. You know, fortunately, he didn't get Bob Ezra to produce. And other than that, (laughs) it's great. You know, I I, I don't mean that, Bob, if you're listening. (laughs) 
I admire you, but that was really dumb. Anyway, but you love know, Gene, it. Gene can do whatever he wants. He can live in uh, you know Las Vegas and then sell that and then get another one here and there. And it, uh, you know, Mongoloid men <laughs> come to his help. Hello, hi, Mongoloid guys. <laughs> Hi, fellas. Yeah, you could come over and uh, just, uh, you know, entertain Shannon while I go out to uh, go shopping. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. What, 20 minutes? 20 minutes? Okay. Okay. Bye. Royalties from Mongoloid Man, I can see. Yeah. Oh, I, oh my God. I bought a house in the Bahamas. Royalties <laughs> <laughs> Bahamas is what they call it now. Michael, Michael, I I gotta ask you a couple and I'm getting a little off track but I want to take a step back you were talking about the whole thing with Jimmy and stuff I I wanted to say earlier I'll never forget when I was a kid a teenager and getting Hammer of the Gods flipping through it reading the part about Swan Song and seeing the infamous photo of Detective and Jimmy passed out on the couch and you talk about it a little bit in your documentary on uh, and I, I just didn't know the real backstory about all that fascinating shit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it. They all were in Malibu, uh, all four of them, uh, and we were in, you know, at some flash hotel with Peter, and we we just signed, you know, the contracts with Peter, and we were there. Hours Peter waiting. Grant. Yeah, and okay. and Richard Cole with yep. you know who yep. I adored and loved and recently left yep. the planet, but he was not the Richard Cole that ended up sober and fantastic. You know, he was a tough guy. He threw, you know, he would do anything at any time. It was very, very. It was a strange thing going on with Zeppelin, biggest band in the world. Immediately, that's yes, the word that nobody really understands. That these four guys were at nineteen twenty. You know, comes over and conquers America. Mm. Each gig. 10,000 more people. I mean, literally. And so that run was unbelievable. And, you know, substances pop up and, you know, that happens. And in terms of that day, we were at the hotel for quite some time while the lawyers worked it out with Peter Grant looking menacingly. (laughs) You know, know, I've been through a lot of stuff, man. You know, I, I don't know why I'm telling you all of this, but. All the this better. Is what, this is what really went down. Um, and, you know, Richard Cope was throwing coat hangers at us and, you know, and. Uh, For what reason? No reason. No, no <laughs> just reason. Throwing, no just reason. throwing shit at you. There's no reason, man. You know, it's just uh, power. Yeah. Uh, because they were isolated and powerful. Yeah. And they didn't get to see the rest of the world for the rest of their lives. In many ways, if you think about it deeply, like I have. Yeah. So that went down, and Jimmy, you know, um, somebody, you know, people went to go get him so he could be in the signing photographs to legitimize detective signing with Swanson. Mm-hmm. And let's just put it this way he was exhausted. <laughs> That's a kind way of saying it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave the rest, you know. Yeah, I mean, you people can watch the documentary. It's not for me to judge Jimmy Page. I love Jimmy Page. Of course, of course. And I just suggested that we sit there in front of him, you know, which I thought was funny. Of course. You know, all of my life, I've wanted to make things humorous and active and, and positive. And I thought, you know, the, the, you know you'd know, you look at bands of the, the 8 by 10 of bands. Hmm. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Scowling. Or, yeah. I don't want to scowl, motherfucker. You know, I've been scowled at by the, by, you know, the aristocracy of England. I don't need to be, you know, scowled at <laughs> by the bass player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, I thought it was funny, but, you know, it, it, it was misinterpreted and so sort of, and Jimmy was furious and, and my dear friend Danny Goldberg, you know, had set it up, and and you know, he took most of the, the vibes that Jimmy was just furious about. That. Yeah. So he should. You know, but there it is, and you know, say let me, and I'm I'm still friends with Jimmy, and is again is good. Beautiful. I mean, that's just oh. amazing. That's just an amazing thing because, I mean, we could talk to you about this. We could have spent this last half an hour or so just talking about your acting career yeah. and all the amazing people that you you became friends with just from your acting career. And which is the thing, which is, I always find I so fascinating about you. It's like, you're always, everybody that you meet or come around you, it seemed to always gravitate you. You have that persona that people want to be around you and you, whether you, you know, got the number one hit, it doesn't matter. You're the rock star in the room when you walk in and there might be other guys that sell millions of albums, but people are fascinated by you. I think it's because, you know, when you meet somebody, and I appreciate everything you've said, but when you meet somebody that doesn't give a fuck, really, yes, you yes. Know, um, I, I think then that they feel safe. Agreed. So we the- dig it. <clears throat> Live Aid. Mm. There I am. Three days before I, I, you know, I get the phone call. Three days. So I've got to rehearse 30 songs in three days. This is with Power Station. I adored Robert Palmer. Yeah, this is Power. This is Power Station, right, Michael? Power Station, right? The Power Station thing was so fascinating. I mean, really, come on. I mean, three days. Yeah, and I'm going to play with Mick Jagger, Tina Turner, Bob Dylan, you name it. I mean, it's it's insane. And I felt like a billion dollars. Never mind. That's awesome. Mm. I bounced out there like, but what have I got to lose? I've been in sixty-two bands. I've, you know, I've made you know, 20 movies by then. And, you know, I, I was well rehearsed. I could do, do a song you could sing at once. I could do it. And I had to learn all these different Ram songs. And, and then we did My Song's Obsession was like number one all over the world at that time. Mm. That I wrote with the great Holly Knight. With Holly Knight. Yes, that's, that's the other right. Kiss connection. Holly Knight. Yes. That's yeah, right. Holly Knight had written for them too. But in terms of the whole notion of uh, people uh, uh, magnetized by yours truly is, is that I listen to them mm-hmm. because we can get a conversation going that's got nothing to do with the difficulties of your life, but the advantages of your life. I am grateful for this stuff. I don't, I don't have any regrets at all. If you can say that to somebody who obviously is hurting, even a big star, and let me tell you, big stardom is fucking hard, mm. you know, because you can't go anywhere. You know, they expect you to be spectacular every time, you know, in full makeup and clothing and perfect. Nobody is that. It's on the screen, you know. So it's very – so a lot of, you know, I mean, Don Johnson, Clint Eastwood, all yep. of these people I've worked with, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is the is really the absolute exquisite perfection of stardom and how he deals with it. That's yeah, the, the, millions this... of dollars, and, and there's a reason for that. He makes everybody feel good. He he's knows his lines backwards and forwards, you know, and there are a few, you know, but my experience is the more famous you become, the more difficult it becomes. And speaking of Jerry, we talked about this before we started recording. Yes. You're probably you're looking at two of the all time biggest Seinfeld fans. 
And we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this for a few minutes. One of the greatest Seinfeld episodes <laughs> ever. And I'm telling you, and one of the reasons it is one of the greatest episodes is your role as the valet <laughs> or, or, or the, I'm sorry, the Mater D. Yeah, the Mater D. At the yeah, Mater D for the smelly car. The valet stank. Yeah. Yeah, the valet. Uh, it, it is. It, <laughs> he it, had I mean, B.O. Everybody, how how did you how did you end up getting that role in with Jerry and just it's an incredible performance and it's only about two minutes long. I did it under the normal circumstances. You get your agent calls you and she sends you the scripts, you know. Yeah, and and you try and find somebody you know in yourself that would make that funny. And uh, I go into the you know the. uh, casting director and and jerry's always there everything you know larry yeah. charles all those cats are great yep. you know producers and stuff and uh and i just i just nailed it you know i didn't bring a script with me i wore a suit and tie yeah and i said what am i doing here Gregor? is it can i look at the kitchen <laughs> could i look at the kitchen yes and the chef is good and i i what i did was pretend that i was being you know, having a meeting about being the matron of the universe. So awesome. So what sort of tips does one get? Uh, <laughs> tips. <laughs> tips. Money, yes. And and they were going and they were fucking they're given the fucking job. Even <laughs> 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 a restaurant, you know. And <laughs> so and then we ended up and then when we would do it. It was so funny, you know, because anything to do with body odor, you know. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. Dumb, yeah. Dumb, dumbness is, is on fire there. I, I, I just found your pronunciation of every word that came out of your mouth. Yeah. Me and Tom would imitate it constantly. Every yeah. once in a while on Twitter, I would tweet back to you and you'd laugh about it and stuff. And it was, so I don't great. have time to smell cars. So I'm a busy man. Oh, that's so fabulous. <laughs> because, you know, being going to those schools... You know, it was all of this. My, 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 Michael, what does your father do? Yeah. It, well, well d- daddy's in prison. It's not, was not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I came up with a line and I said, I said, my father has independent means. And they would go, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what is it an independent mean? <laughs> and, and, that, and that was so sort of like you know uh, oh wow what is that this is like so rich that you can't even say what the guys are but they spoke like that guy in Seinfeld oh yeah he's British <laughs> it's all this Prince Harry uh, Charles King Charles yeah King Charles. exactly <laughs> that expression you're doing now with your head and the shaking like that that's in the that, episode everything she stands for and he thinks <laughs> Totally rude because they all sound like totally, totally incredibly stupid and rude. And uh, Megan should have done that, should you? You know, have sex with you know my my son? How dare he? You know, and it's this British fucking thing that's so disgusting. In the class system. So I wanted to take the piss out of them. Uh, this restaurant, you know, and 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 you know, it was the biggest show that they had in numbers. You know, no, it's, it's, critics, it's incredible. We incredible. love that episode. Huge and and it's, the reruns. Uh, I mean, people still come up to me and my wife, you know, and they go, Murdoch. Murdoch, that's right, MacGyver. That's you right, know, right. Murdoch. So sweet, you know. I mean, yes. I, yesterday yes. we went for a walk at the Huntington Gardens in Pasadena, and this young kid came up and said, 
I just loved Murdoch. He was a Southern kid. On yeah. holiday. I love you. I love you right now. You don't look the same, though. You kind of look different. <laughs> That's okay. Because I love you, and I love you to killing people. That's nice. And I thought, wow, that's that's surreal magic. You know, that's the TV for you. These reruns. Plus, I get at least two dollars every time something's shown. (laughs) You know, so I'm very wealthy. (laughs) Well, Michael, I mean, we can't. I don't know. We can't thank you enough. Um, Right now, currently, you're still doing the uh, Little Steven radio show on Sirius oh, XM. Oh, God, am I ever? Yeah, I love it. You, but I've made an album, you guys, and when I, I it's it's going to blow your mind. It's um, it's a fantastic record. It's cover songs, but I can't tell you what it. But Ooh. you can imagine what it is. But it, it's the best thing I've ever done. Really, okay. ever okay. sung better in my life than I did. I have a great band, guitar, bass, drums, very simple, rock and roll, but really powerful. Nice. And when out. is it? And when is it out? When is it out? No, no, is it out? No, you'll know when it's out. I'll send it to you guys. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah excellent. we would love to hear, and we'll c- certainly push it's it called, out there. It's, it's called "It's Only Rock and Roll." Perfect, perfect. And wow. Even though that's a mixed vibe, you know, nevertheless, it's true. Where is it? Where is it, rock and roll? Right now? Where is it? I, you know, it's yeah. dead, according to Gene. Yeah, according to Gene, he thinks he thinks rock and roll is dead. Maybe you should give yeah, him a call. I, I completely disagree with that because you, the, the whole thing about it, no nothing dies. Mm. You know, it's it comes in waves as as all good things must. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the yeah. orgasmic wave will come and go like the sea, like the ocean. It'll come in, it'll go out, it'll come in. You know, Gene's very very singular, and he has statements. You know, the, that's the one thing I think that his brilliant, unique genius is sort of suffers from a particular line that he can only drive down. There are a lot of alleyways. There's a lot of corners. And I like corners, alleyways and gutters. And that would describe rock and roll. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Michael, this has been beyond fascinating. We can't thank you enough for your time, guys. If you're not following Michael on Twitter, do it. He's very active and he's excellent. He's one of my favorite follows. Uh, Michael, people can check you out on your website. Everybody keep your uh, eyes and ears open for his new record. Uh, Michael, again, this has been a thrill. We thank you so much for your time and for your talking with you both. You you know, you're humorous. You love something. You believe in it. I believe in what you believe in, too. Thank you. I think I've had a lovely, lovely conversation with you. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Of course. So that was Michael DeBar. I know what I thought. What would you think, Tom? It was amazing. I didn't I didn't want it to end. Like I couldn't believe how quickly it moved and I didn't want it. To, I was just having so much fun. And just the story, like listening to a guy who was work who worked with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and was hanging out with Gene and you know, has some choice words to say about Bob Ezrin's decisions to not leave that song off of uh destroyer that he, you know, thought was pretty cool. Uh, just incredible stuff. And then of course, at the end, you know, we get into his acting and Zeus and I are big, big Seinfeld geeks. So talking about that, uh, just, just incredible stuff. A, a real gracious guest and a very, very kind man. Yeah. Our, our streak continues of just being, overwhelmed and surprised how how awesome a guest can be yep he came in and just blew us away 
he's so thoughtful. His storytelling is fantastic. He's got total like you you gotta like you know you're talking to him. He's got this charisma. You can't I don't know, you can't put a word on it. And he's just got that no fucks given attitude that really translates. He has a ton of stories. He's knows everybody, yet he's treating us like yep. hey buddy, yeah, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So kind, so thoughtful. Love his storytelling. Love his appreciation of Gene and Paul. Me Love too. it. Yeah. Because you would think a guy like that, kind of like a punk like thing, we might be like, oh fuck those guys. No, no, no he's the opposite. Yep. Complete opposite. Obviously, he like really treasures his relationship with Gene. Yep. And uh it, it really shows. It really shows. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you, Michael. Tom, what we do next, we go to Kiss Question. You got one? Of course. Yes, we do. We got one from our good friend and longtime listener, Wes Beach. Oh. Speaking of Kiss Connections, the Plasmatics. Yeah. He starts off with, hey, guys. <laughs> he says, got me thinking. Do you think that Vinnie Vincent could have saved the Elder if he came along sooner? It would have been a much different album, and he did work with Bob Ezrin. What do you think? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Because as talented as he was, he produced a great album called Creatures of the Night through his contributions. That did nothing. That was still a makeup album. The same members that are in Creatures and, you know, the touring of Creatures before Lick It Up. Yet that didn't find success. So why would music from the elder find success? So even if the songs are good, I think they were dead in the water. Well, okay. Let's look at it from a separate angle. Let's let's not look at it from like a sales. Let's look at it as like a quality. Like you, you love Creatures of the Night. Most Kiss fans love that album. I, yeah, I but don't. But I also like music from the elder. Right. But I'm saying, I, I, I actually think that this is a good question because I think Vinny could have added something or maybe steered some of the direction. I mean, the, the Paul and Gene were going to do what they wanted to do. Bob Ezra was going to do what they wanted to do. But I think Vinny, put it this way, if Vinny was involved, it could not have been worse. Okay. I don't think, I think he would have, I think he would have made it better. Could he have saved them? I don't know about that, Wes, but um, I love these what if questions. I think they're so fun to talk about and think about. Uh, and as kiss nerds, we love it. And we know you guys do do too, but uh Wes, great question, buddy, and thanks for always just being a longtime fan and supporter of the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, Tom, tell us where uh, people can find us. Best place is our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Everything March Madness is there, too. There's a whole special March Madness uh, link there. You can see the bracket. You can see when it gets updated. You can see the polls from Twitter, uh, which is a cool way as as the tournament progresses you can go and look back at who won who lost instead of having to try to scroll through our twitter feed so that's pretty cool uh but then of course all of our episodes shout it out loudcast dorm damage album review crew zeppelin chronicles all the rankings links to our patreon links to our merch store links to our amazon shop uh everything is there it's the best place to do that so please check that out and you can obviously send us messages through the website too as we talked about earlier uh, and you, of course, you can use our email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please send us your emails. We read them all, and uh, we try to get to most of them during the show, too, but please continue to do that. And, of course, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
YouTube, very active on that. Uh, tag us, post, uh, you know, all that good stuff. We're, we're very actively involved. You know that. Uh, and as we said earlier, our amazing and wonderful Patreon family, we love you guys. Uh, if you're interested, check us out at patreon.com or download the app and search for us. And we're also proud to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Music Podcasts. So we can check us out there too as well. Yeah, so uh, I always tell people they can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, As you saw, we also put up the video for the interview with Graham Bonnet, the actual video. So we're starting to do that. If we get our interviews uh, on uh, on the album review crew, the interviews, we'll probably do that as well. So check out our... So we're going to start putting those videos out there. So if that interests you, please make sure you subscribe. Give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Facebook, uh, your mother's cookbook. I don't care. If you see a five-star review, give us one. We appreciate it. That's a big help to the show. And as we talk about how can you help the show? Five-star reviews. Patreon's the number one. And go use our Amazon store and, of course, our awesome merch. Uh, I know there are some countries that it's hard to get it set up. And so reach out to us if it's not in your area because you have to go to Amazon. and Or you go to our merch on our website. And our merch is done by Amazon now. So with that being said, if you have difficulties of any kind because you're in a state where Amazon because you're in a country where Amazon's diff is not set up let us know we can work that with you I know we got somebody set up in England earlier this week uh that wanted to get a new shouted out loudcast shirt also our buddy Jeff Trot set up some great new designs uh the Paul's bike one is fucking hilarious incredible the Zeppelin Chronicles he cleans up and a few others Go to our Amazon store or go to our merch on our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com. And I always like to give the email if you want to send us a message at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Tom, what we like to do is end with famous last words. You got any? Oh, I do. I will be what I will be. Quit your checking on me. Don't start your innuendos or giving me a third degree. Ain't none of your business. <laughs> if I want to get a free. <laughs> Isn't that salt and pepper on the weekend? Ain't none of your business. Oh, my God. I think you're right. Right. Remember that song? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I got one here, too. Because I'm a mongoloid man. <laughs> I do what I can. A mongoloid man, man, man. I do what I can. Michael DeBar. Oh, the marquee. Michael DeBar. Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army. Thank you very much. A huge, huge thanks to Michael DeBar. Incredible. And his lovely wife, too, who helped set up the uh, Zoom form and check all the information there. She was very lovely as well. Yes. And uh, and again, thank you guys so much for everything. Uh, we're just so thrilled 
with the interaction, the support, the feedback. It's just so great to see. Uh, we love you guys. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm not paying for that. They already got my $7. Erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.